what's going on in the area known as George Floyd Square in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Let us go quickly to a clip um, from Yahoo News on what's happening with it being reopened and the reaction of uh, residents to it. The city of Minneapolis took the first step toward reopening George Floyd Square today. Early this morning, members of the community group Agape started removing the barriers. It reopened the intersection at 38th and Chicago for the first time in more than a year. Agape is a new group with some well-known community leaders working to bridge the gap between citizens and police. We went around the community, we went door to door asking the neighbors what they felt without giving them any type of uh, suggesting most of most of them, 90 percent of them said that they wanted to see it open. Because of protests, Agape put some of those barriers back. Mayor Jacob Fry says he hopes to have the intersection fully reopened to traffic in the next few days. Those who live closest to the intersection of 38th and Chicago have strong feelings about today's developments. Susan Elizabeth Littlefield talked with people in the neighborhood about the city trying to make changes. As the concrete barriers came down, emotions flared up. We got more pushback than help. We got more pushback than help. The place where George Floyd died is now a place for remembrance. It's a place that's been guarded by civilian volunteers who blocked the area off from police. And all we asked for was some restorative justice that the trauma that the community endured that the harm would be repaired prior to the reopening of the streets. But instead, we were met with more trauma this morning. The city told us that they would let us know in advance before they reopened the streets. That didn't happen. George Floyd's aunt, who lives in Minneapolis, says she didn't know either. I don't understand how all these decisions are being made and they don't give me the respect of his family to tell me what is going on. All righty, and now let's welcome our guest, Marsha Howard, a high school English teacher, caregiver, and activist based in Minneapolis. Marsha is part of a volunteer security team that organized itself at the intersection of 38th and Chicago. She has been patrolling George Floyd Square every day since the police murder of George Floyd. Marsha Howard, welcome and thank you for your work. Thank you very much. Hello. Good morning. Okay. So in the few minutes we have, just give us your reaction to this uh, going back and forth. On, um, you know, on Tuesday, June 8th, Cruz returned to George Floyd Square, yet again cleared mm -hmm. barriers, right? And then um, people responded to that. Tell us what the situation is now. Well, to be clear, uh, on 6-3, when... Um, the mayor gave uh, the authority of a recently developed uh, neighborhood group to command park police and city crews to remove the barricades. Uh, protesters have converged upon the square to immediately put the barricades back. Uh, and for a few days, we sort of uh, thought that we were in this sort of stalemate. Um, they, we would continue to man the barricades until yesterday. Uh, morning when uh, the city came again and removed the debris. But here's the thing. There were art installations, replicas of the power fist put on every uh, street corner. 
and they block a good portion of that street. Those still remain. But here's an interesting thing. Uh, even though the protesters have yet to rebuild the barricades, and I'm not sure if they will, the city has done a little bit of street engineering to actually create natural barriers with 2,300-pound Jersey barriers that they themselves put on, uh, let's say, the intersection of 38th and Columbus Avenue a block away. See, what we understood as protesters sitting there for an, a year and some change was this. This neighborhood is already kind of been gentrified by this historic act. It is um, the beating heart of a global social justice movement, and our leverage had been the street. We had 38th and Chicago. We weren't moving until they gave us the 24 demands of Justice Resolution 001. But we also were keenly aware that the city wanted this protest zone. They wanted the memorial. They want the fist, but without a fuss. They want the protest zone, but they don't want the protesters there. And so whatever this standoff is, understand those of us who have been here over a year, we're still standing for justice because they asked us why we were in the street from the 25th, 2020 on, and we said for justice. And they asked us a question, what does justice look like? And so we went up and down the street, in and out of homes, in and out of the businesses, asked the brothers on the corner, what do you want, what do you need to thrive? And the answers became the 24 demands of what we call Justice Resolution 001. The city, the city council, the mayor went into negotiations with those of us who occupied the zone then and there. We've had multiple rounds of negotiations with varying degrees of success. I was in four hours yesterday in negotiations because what we know is this city did wrong. The first words of Justice Resolution 001 is, whereas the city killed a man. They know what they did. They know Absolutely. they did wrong. They know they Absolutely. didn't have the moral authority to open the streets because injustice closed those streets. And until they make justice, they didn't have the authority to open it, which is why they commissioned a group of African Americans to attempt to do it. But the real right. question remains now. If I don't leave my front porch where I am right now as I'm staring at my barricade, if I'm not there to make sure it stays safe and secure and sustainable and sacred, 